We now continue with more of The Mark Milton Show with The Smash on 590 The Fan and 590TheFan.com. I don't know if I know this one. You've never heard this. <laughs> I think so. Oh, this is oh, a big hit. Big, big hit. I mean, I was thinking when I pulled this up, we've got 70s heartthrob Douglas Elvin Vaughn in the studio. Yeah. And what better fit can we have than just bring back memories of those early days back with the old school newsroom where everything wasn't as politicized and right. a competition to see how left we could be. Sure. Right. Real lady journalism. I wasn't really in newsrooms in the mid-70s. <laughs> little before my time. Slightly. But not by much. Afternoon delight. This is the Mark Milton Show with the Smash with famous, legendary anchorman Doug Vaughn here in studio, filling in for the great Smash, who is on vacation down in Florida. We wish Smash the best here in the Mark Milton Show. Broadcasting as well from the Miller Furniture Studios. That's Miller Furniture, M-U-E-L-L-E-R, Furniture.com. You can shop 24 hours a day on their website, or you can check out their showrooms in Belleville, Lake St. Louis, and Ellisville. Smash is on vacation. Doug, thank you for being here again. And we really uh, always a pleasure to have you here uh, as a co-host on the show. We really appreciate it. Well, sure. I was just right the, down the hall there doing that other show. <laughs> and we grabbed you. Well, here's another show. No, it's, so, yeah. I appreciate it. It's convenient for me as well. You know, I just live up the road here from the studio. My office is down the road. It's very, uh, very convenient studio location, would you say? You have to commute to work about Three quarters of a mile, maybe? Uh, to it? the studio. I don't really consider this work, but yes, yeah. I mean, I could literally walk from my home to the studio here. You could. Pretty easily, yeah. And then to go to your office in De Pere, that's another mile and a half, mi- two yeah. miles at most. Yeah, you don't put, nice. You put a lot of miles on your car, do No, you? I really don't. On the STL tax lawyer truck, you've seen that? Have you, you seen, that, see seen much, that around town? I have seen it. You don't see a lot of the world either, do you? Just up uh, and down Manchester. No, I, I get out. You know, I went to the Cardinal game this week oh, and you? go downtown and... Although if we win the earnings tax case, I don't know if I'll be able to be able to show my face in the city of St. Louis much longer. But uh, they're coming after you. Uh, we're going after them for not refunding non-residents right. like yourself, like myself, yeah. who teleworked during COVID, mm-hmm. right? Because you had to go during COVID. You couldn't go to the studio, the KMOV studio downtown, right? Correct. I worked from home. So you'd set up your. Did you have a tripod when you would do your I had a broadcast? tripod and a cell phone? <laughs> and so you That's would all took. set that up. And so our our position is you were working from your home in st louis county mm-hmm. you were not working in the city no. therefore you should not have to pay one percent of the earnings tax on the days that you worked from your home in st louis county that's would, a, that's the essence of our law you would think that's reasonable well it's not only reasonable it's what the law says the law says um non-residents shall only be liable for the earnings tax for work performed or services rendered in the city he uses the phrase in the city in the statute and, oh, by the way, the city has always interpreted it to mean physically in the city. They've always issued refunds for teleworking days, for days worked outside the city, whether it be traveling or whatever the case may be. So that's our position is, hey, city, you need to refund this money. This money doesn't belong to you. And we filed a suit, and we're asking them to basically give everybody their, their money for the days they worked outside the city. And their position is if the business is in the city, that counts for working in the city no matter where you are. Correct. They're like You're, like, virtually still coming to the city to work. Yeah. Which, again, there's constitutional arguments as to why that doesn't happen. We're going back to the plain language of the statute, and we think ultimately we will prevail, um, which that's been a you know big issue going on in this tax season. We just wrapped up the first round of tax season. May 17th was the deadline. Mm-hmm. We know we got you filed well before then, so yep, you're good. You did, yeah. So, But for people out there that may not have filed yet, maybe they filed an extension, their taxes will be due October 15th. But always a good idea, Doug, always to get your taxes done as soon as possible. 
because then you can kind of plan for the next year. Because if you wait until October, you know, the, the next tax year is almost over at that point. Most of us don't plan at all. We just say, how much do I owe? How much am I getting back? That's the planning. <laughs> but we, to be fair, we've kind of worked on like, hey, we could do this or that and with right. increase withholdings here or there to try to avoid that from happening. Because I've had yeah. that with clients where, <clears throat> you know, I have clients that they get their tax returns done and they say, well, hey, why do I, why do I owe money? And they're like, I've never owed before. It's like, well, you're making more money and your withholdings, maybe they got married and they don't realize, hey, now that you're married, your incomes are combined, your withholdings need to be increased because you're only withholding 10%, but now you're in an effective tax rate of 22%. Right. So those are the kinds of conversations we have early on. If we can get their taxes done early on, then we can in increase their withholdings so they don't have that big surprise at the end of the year. Some people just assume not, you know, they'd rather keep their money and not give the IRS the money, you know, right. Run any sooner, than they, any sooner yeah. than they have to, which, you know, can subject them to penalties if they don't pay throughout the year. But overall... Uh, Milton Law Group, we had a successful tax season, I can report. Got a lot of tax returns done. We do have some on extension, but overall it was a successful tax season. And also we have this earnings tax issue, which I will say uh, for people like you, you still have until next May to file your refund. So we're actually <clears throat> putting together a website, stlrefund.com, where people can go and submit their refund or they can get their refund form and this protest form, which we're creating that people can submit and say, hey, I'm protesting the withholding of my earnings tax. I want a refund for the mm -hmm. days I worked outside the city. So t stay tuned for that. That'll be a big When big do you deal. think that might be when people will know whether that's worth their while or not? Uh, well, it's definitely going to be worth their while to submit it. Whether or not we win or not, it'll probably be, it could be two, three years before the oh, case is fully they, resolved. Right. They keep pushing cases back. And well, back and that's and what's back. so frustrating <clears throat> about what the city's doing is, they're sort of banking on people just sort of saying, ah, the heck with it. It's only, you know, if you make, let's say you make a hundred grand, it's a thousand bucks. You're probably not going to hire a lawyer to fight it yourself. And I think they realized that when they made the decision, hey, we're just not going to refund this money. And if people want to fight us on it, let them do it. Yeah. So that's why we're seeking class status so that we can represent everyone who's affected so they won't have to go out and hire their own lawyers, hire their own, you know, people to fight for them. And so. the city is so flush with cash, you, you would think they wouldn't care either. They got more money than they know what to do with. Well, so here's the thing: the the, <clears throat> the earnings tax makes up about a third of the city's budget. Okay, so you're talking anywhere from 180 million to 200 million dollars a year is what they get from the earnings tax. 75 percent of which is paid by non-residents. So think about how many people were actually non-residents but going into the city to work during covid right very few oh. so you're going to have a huge chunk of money that the city would lose if they had to refund all this money and that's why they're doing what they're doing to try to thwart people's efforts to get refunds yeah you would expect them to do that right, right. otherwise there'll be even bigger trouble than the well now. but they also are getting 500 million dollars from the federal government it's not, not really clear how that's going to get going to get doled out um, yeah. but that's well, part of it be interesting to get a, an accounting of that <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hey, well, they're going to defund the police, so they've got my extra money. Well, that'll help from to that. make the city a little more dangerous. <laughs> that'll help maybe get the crime rate up a little higher. Yeah. Absolutely. One thing you want to do is get rid of the people that are trying to keep the peace. Absolutely. And one other thing we can talk about with taxes. So uh, another thing I recommend to people is, hey, if you want to save on taxes, you know, now you can put more money into your retirement. A lot of people don't max out their four hundred one ks, or maybe they don't take advantage of a. Uh, traditional IRA, but also Roth IRAs, because my view is, given everything that's going on in our country right now with our debt and all, you know, all the talk about raising taxes, 
personal income tax rates will probably be, never be lower than what they are now. So for people, I know you're a big Roth IRA uh, fan. You like <laughs> you've had well, many questions I, over I do, the years. I do have them because I, I wanted to shift what I have in my regular IRA to the Roth IRA. Correct. But if you do too much, then you go into another higher income level, then you wind up paying even higher tax. Right. So it's a good idea to you know talk with the financial tax advisor about where you know what would be smart for you to do in terms of converting IRA traditional IRA to a Roth, but. I've always said a good mix is a good idea, too, to kind of be diversified across these different platforms. Um, and certainly if you have a employer-sponsored plan and they're giving you some sort of a match on the, you know, 3%, 5%, 6%, whatever it is, you definitely want to do that because that's really free money mm-hmm. that you're missing out on if you're not taking advantage of that. Right. How do you feel right. about crypto, Doug? What are your thoughts on <laughs> crypto? Uh, well, have you I, dipped your toe in that I water not, yet? I don't even know where I would go <laughs> to dip my toe. In that well, you know, it's funny. This year they actually... For the first time ever, the uh, the the 1040, the the personal tax return, had a question on it that said, "Did you did you sell or exchange any cryptocurrency during the tax year?" Because the IRS and the federal government are completely freaked out by cryptocurrency. I, I mean, it's really yeah. posing a real threat to our monetary system when you think about it. And now you've got, you know, thousands of different coins, if you want to call them that, you know, virtual currencies that are being out there. Bitcoin's kind of the most famous of, of all of them which we've seen this week, extremely volatile. You know, it was it was down to 20, you know, I think it was at 20,000 maybe when COVID started, it went all the way up to 60,000. Now it dropped this week to 40,000. Yeah. And so, you know, people ask me all the time, like, hey, should I invest in crypto or Bitcoin? And I always say, I personally, I don't I don't give financial advice, but it, me personally, uh, if I don't understand something, I don't, I don't really want to invest in it. And that's where I have a hard time understanding Bitcoin and all these cryptocurrencies. Oh, uh, how people are mining for it somehow. Right. Well, that was the whole thing. Dave, I don't know if you have any insight on this, but the, the guy, it's uh, Yashimoto or whoever the guy that started Bitcoin. Quasimodo. Quasi, something like that. Yeah, there's a process where which you can mine for it. And then this week, Elon Musk uh, came out. I don't know, something did he something cause, negative he, about yeah, it. Yeah, he caused yeah. it to plummet. And I think the Dallas Mavericks, I know for a while Mark Cuban was accepting it as a form of payment, and they might be shying away. Yeah, and it, Tesla stopped it. That was what Tesla did. They stopped briefly accepting yeah. Bitcoin. Exactly. My big thing, I'm a little worried. This whole Bitcoin thing, it sounds a little too much to me like Enron. Well, there is an element of that. Like, you don't really know the origins. Like, how could this all be impacted? But I think there is a legitimate concern about the alternative monetary system, which we have now, which is the dollar. And I mean, because it used to be gold backed, right? Mm -hmm. The dollar used to be backed by gold in the federal reserve. We did away with that. in what the seventies or eighties or more recent than that. But so really now, I mean, we're just printing this money and and, and we'll talk about inflation, but um, yeah, I mean, I think that that that's, what's driving the interest in cryptocurrency because it's, you know, it's more universal. You're not tied to any one particular country. I mean, we live in a very, you know, international society now. So it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. Yeah, it will be. I'm sure you saw that story about the guy who had millions in his Bitcoin account and couldn't remember the password. You only get so many, and if you get it wrong, it's just gone. It's gone? That's sad. That's terrible. That's terrible. Oh, I would guess. <laughs> that would be awful. Oh, one more tax tip before we end this segment. So one, another thing to think about is if, you, if you're, hey, how can I save on my taxes, et cetera, it, right now, interest rates have never been lower for home mortgages. And mm. so my advice would be to give Andy Newbold, First Bank Mortgage, a call. Talk about maybe refinancing. If you're in the market for a new home, talk to Andy about getting a new mortgage. Because one of the things you can do with mortgage interest 
is it's potentially deductible on your tax return. So let's say you've got high interest credit cards or other consumer debt, or you want to do a house project. A lot of people are doing renovations and whatnot. Uh, if you've got equity in your house with these home values, you know, skyrocketing, it's never really been a better time to refinance, maybe do a cash out refinance, use some of that money to either pay off other consumer debt that's not deductible, interest on credit cards, whatnot's not deductible. So maybe take out some equity in your house and and uh, do a refinance and get a much lower rate and a much lower payment. Uh, if you want to talk to Andy, you can contact Andy Newbold at First Bank Mortgage. His email address is andy.newbold at fbol.com. His cell phone, I'm going to give you his cell phone number. You can call or text him anytime, 314-660-2223. Again, it's Andy Newbold with First Bank Mortgage, 314-660-2223. You're listening to The Mark Milton Show with The Smash, who's on vacation. We've got Doug Vaughn in the studio and David Solomon Solly on the keyboard. We'll be right back in a second.